dinner. This is Jeff. And Kelly. Musicals month is wrapping up this week. Mm-hmm. One last musical. <laughs> and it it honestly wouldn't feel like a like a musicals month if it didn't do something rent adjacent. <laughs> you know? Uh if not doing rent itself, yeah. then uh this movie being another another <laughs> one that seems sort of obvious despite being newer. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's, there's so much to it that is like musicals yes. that it feels like a, a, a sort of touchstone kind of thing. Like in the sense that you can, you can get into, you know, a million different things via this, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I'll talk a little bit more about that <laughs> once we introduce what the movie is, <clears throat> But the uh, the movie that we are talking about for this last week of Musicals Month is the 2021 American biographical musical drama film, Tick, Tick, Boom. Sounds so much more intense. Mm-hmm. Like when you, as soon as it starts and you get the context to the title, you're like, oh, uh, of course. Yeah. And it, and it doesn't feel weird. But just saying it out loud is like. Yeah, okay, this was several, several <laughs> years before Saliva came out with that song. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like, that's all people, at least mm-hmm. in our generation, think of when you hear Tick, Tick, Boom, is that fucking awful? Yeah. <laughs> like, new metal song. Yeah. So it, it, it takes a second to, to settle into <laughs> it, but it's just a second. It's it's mm-hmm. very, very fast. Uh, I was completely unaware of its existence or release. I knew nothing about this. Like when you said it, I was like, okay, weird. That must, I wonder what that is. Uh, so same. Yeah. That's why when I like discovered it, I was like, oh, well, oh, okay. Then. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's go this way. Yeah. Cause I was, I know I've, I've been picking the movies for the month because uh-huh. I know more musicals than you do. Yeah. And, and my, <laughs> you know, if I were the one going into it, I'd be like, not that one, not that one, not that one. And we'd never get anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So with calling the shots this month, mm-hmm. like trying to find one that was not a Broadway show already. is kind of how I got to this week's movie Mm -hmm. because it's while it's based on Broadway and has a whole bunch of stuff to do with musicals themselves Mm -hmm. it's not a musical right I mean it I mean it it technically isn't really a musical but, yeah, but I do know that it is based on a like stage show. Yeah, that you know we see sort of the footage of at the end of it a little bit. But yeah, it's not something that has like oh, it's, this is the third run of this show. Mm-hmm. Like oh my goodness, this classic. Yeah, that everyone goes and sees. Mm-hmm. You know, like fucking cats or something. Yeah. Like yeah, this was not. <laughs> it's not that vibe. Uh, which I kind of really liked it for. Having seen Rent before mm-hmm. uh, and having a very middling reaction to it where it was like, there's a bunch of stuff I dug. There's a bunch of stuff that I'm like, no, not here for that. <laughs> uh, that it winds up just sort of being this this weird limbo kind of kind of thing where it's like, yeah, you know, there are a few songs that I will like actually listen to because I enjoy them as songs. Yeah. 
uh and there are certain like sequences and stuff in the in the movie which is the only version i've ever seen but you know <laughs> sequences and things in the movie that are really cool that are you know actually like visually interesting like as a movie mm-hmm. you know but like the whole thing isn't quite my bag so seeing it from a different angle kind of yeah and getting a a different like collection of songs a new collection of songs mm-hmm. uh but it's still sort of relating to that vibe that i always kind of do you know like the, <laughs> with rent <laughs> it's 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 so difficult for me like i like the general message mm-hmm. um i hate so many of the characters <laughs> and and how they implement that message that's yeah. that's basically my my like yeah. <laughs> deal with that whole thing so this movie being so related and having such a sort of similar kind of artistic mindset, obviously, mm-hmm. um, I was like, oh, cool, you know, because I really didn't know what it was before I turned it on. Yeah. I just went to it and then I saw, you know, a very brief descriptor on Netflix before I hit the play button, but I didn't like sit and read it and check it out. Yeah. So I really didn't know that it was going to be this story, but it's, so I think that's kind of cool. The description of the movie on IMDb which is like really hysterically underwritten to me where they like they don't they don't go into the like but w- guys there's like a huge thing here it just says <clears throat> on the cusp of his 30th birthday a promising young theater composer navigates love friendship and the pressures of life as an artist in New York City it's also Jonathan Larson yeah like i understand that the show like from from all the things i've read like we'll we'll you know, go through the plot sort of as we can. But there was a ton of stuff that I was reading about, like, you know, the the story versus the real life versus mm-hmm. the whatever. And the stuff that <clears throat> really, in the end, like, spoiler alert, made me really kind of like the movie is how it all kind of, like, I like, I like this specifically. I think this is a great version of this story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I could sit through <clears throat> the one man on his piano version of this. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's like, oh, but there's there's a bass player and like maybe there's a maybe there's a drummer up there, too, or something like, no, yeah. no, 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 you don't get it. Yeah, it's not going to fly for me if it's literally just that show. I don't think I'd be able to get through that. <laughs> this, though, yeah. like specifically making it part his monologue of the show mm-hmm. and the like filmed movie version of what happened. Yep. I was like, I'm in. I'm so fucking in. I like it so much that the music is being performed. Mm-hmm. You know, like specifically, like it'll cut back and forth between the movie and what's happening during the music and yeah. him playing the piano and fucking singing the song. Like that, I think, helps it so much. That it's not really all that much of like, and suddenly I break out into song. Like he yeah. does sort of. <laughs> that one time in the apartment where they're having a party. Yes, but that's <laughs> totally different. And that that honestly was was the one exception to that kind of shit for me. Because, Is it because, because they it were felt... all musical theater people? Exactly. <laughs> like it's a party of musical theater people just suddenly like improvising a jam. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm totally yeah. on board with that. <laughs> that makes a hundred percent sense in that universe and in any universe. It doesn't have to be musical. I would have taken that scene in a non-musical version of this story <laughs> if it was just all drama. 
Yeah. And that was the only musical part. It never would have thrown me off because I'd be like, yeah, of course, that's what they do. Yeah, it makes sense. 100%. They're, they're all getting tipsy. And, <laughs> yeah. He know. starts fucking slamming a beat on the, on the <laughs> like, what was it, the radiator or something? And then everyone joins in and all that. Like, it was dope. No, I think it, I think he started off on, like, whoever was sitting next to him. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's very possible. Um, but, yeah, like, the, the story of the, the show of Tick, Tick, Boom, you mm-hmm. know, is Jonathan the artist it's meant to be fictionalized you know it's mm-hmm. like it's like semi fictionalized autobiographical kind of thing you know what i mean like yeah so when even when he was performing it originally from what i've read and understand slightly mm-hmm, cuz uh, we were way too young yeah definitely it was, you know, presented. I mean, they kind of presented at the beginning of this movie too. When, when the the narrator was it uh, Susan was doing the narration at the beginning. I don't remember. But yeah. when, when the narrator says like, "This is all true except for the stuff that Jonathan made up," yeah, you know, and so it like it gives you that impression that like, okay, yeah, this is sort of generally what happened, mm-hmm. but turned into a story and a musical and something that you know flows very specifically. Yeah. So you you kind of understand that it's not. Like this it's, is this is not it's a, it's a bit dr- dramatized. Yeah, but truthfully, not much more than any other fucking biopic. You know, like with yeah. the ones that we've done and like read about the real story and been like, "What the fuck? Mm-hmm. How, how'd you get this?" Yeah, you know, like with how much they do that anyway. It's like this is just as autobiographical as any other fucking one. You know, absolutely. It's just that this one admits ahead of time. Yeah, that like <laughs> some of this is you know that's not exactly how it happened. But like, you know, he's an artist. Yeah. But like in the end, it's the story of Jonathan Larson. Like it's very much a story about that man. It's not really a like anonymous New York artist kid just mm-hmm. trying to make his scene. Like, yeah, that is the story, but it's about that man. Yeah. And like the things that he, you know, like it, it just seems wild to me that this specific thing doesn't like credit that. That going into it, like realizing in real time, like that was my first note was just like, okay, Jonathan Larson, the musical theater writer who made Rent, but then died before it premiered. And I don't remember if that's at the top of the movie. Mm-mm. It wasn't. It's so at d- the end. Well, no, no, I know. I know that. I just mean, I don't, I don't remember if they mentioned that at the top of the movie. That was something that I knew going in already. Did you know that? I did. Okay. I was wondering if that ending bit, like, <clears throat> I was going to ask, and since it's whatever, it's the end of the movie, but we're, this is whatever. Uh, <laughs> when that happened, like, I was like, okay, when we get to the fucking showcase and there's still like 40 minutes of movie, mm-hmm. I'm like, how is there more fucking movie? Like, that's what this is going towards. The whole first hour is all about this fucking showcase and getting to it and all that. Like, man, how is there so much more? And then it kind of hit me that, like, okay, it's probably it probably won't end where the stage show ends. Yeah. You know, like since there's more context and more story Mm -hmm. than there was back then, it makes sense that they would sort of go on with it a little bit. So I was like, okay, that'll be kind of interesting when that happens. And then that fucking, like the one scene just ends and they're showing like Betamax footage and the voiceover from Susan is just like, he died before he got to see Rent be a success. And I was like, whoa, for people who don't know that, that seems like a real bomb to just suddenly drop in, you know what I mean? In, in fucking dialogue. There was. Were there mentions earlier in the movie? 
no, but there was like more dial that they didn't like well, okay, open okay, right, with that. Okay. Like they were telling yeah, they, the, the voiceover was saying more about him and what continued because the movie does continue a little bit with you know him like the, the final song and and mm-hmm. right but that's what i mean though is that it that it didn't it didn't use that as part of the story it, you know it didn't create it didn't show the characters of the movie reacting to jonathan's death or anything you know what i mean it mm-hmm. didn't it didn't use that as a part of the movie to like you know a gotcha. scene yeah, or yeah. a sequence it was just like yeah, and he died yeah. i was blown away that they did it like that yeah. it seemed very strange to me like oh for people who didn't know that that was probably like a literal gasp mm-hmm. you know what i mean just like <gasps> like that's ooh i mean i guess maybe that's effective and all but like it's still like yeah man cheap <laughs> shot r- yeah it's too rough to me man <laughs> um <clears throat> and like knowing it ahead of time honestly you know it, it makes the whole thing a little more tragic and especially it being that like y- yes he does see the 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 success of like this show tick tick boom mm-hmm. you know and and going on to work on on rent you know obviously just not being able to see it succeed is so sad but like at least the story in the show ends with the like character growth that is needed to create the show we're watching mm-hmm. and i honestly loved that there was something <laughs> so interesting about that like it it, it kind of finally hit me like that dynamic of what we were seeing, you know, like him trying to create this superbia <laughs> show, this like weird future synth musical thing that he's had like dreams of making for years and all that. He's been working on it forever mm-hmm. and knowing that that never becomes a show. Yeah. But the show that is being put on in this movie, you know, it starts with him playing the piano to the crowd, which I love, mm-hmm. like to really set that in stone that like this is a performance of a story. Yeah. Here we go. Real quick. It's Andrew Garfield. He's adorable. <laughs> he is amazing. I love him. He is huge in this movie and it's perfect. I, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, he, the, the, oh, man, there mm-hmm. are there are sequences where I was like, I didn't know he had this in <laughs> to be this <laughs> big. That the the therapy song yes. when him and Vanessa Hudgens next to each other that, that like <laughs> that the, crazy. It, it kind of reminded me of the one song in Chicago with Richard Gere and Renee Zellweger, mm. like where she's like the main marionette yeah, yeah, puppet. Yeah. <clears throat> It, it had that sort of vibe, like totally. their movements and everything. Mm-hmm. It, but it, he's huge. Those like close-ups of his like, like wide <laughs> eyes and everything. Like he fucking goes for it. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's amazing to watch. And I loved every second of it. That mm-hmm. was uh, my second note was I do love Andrew Garfield. <laughs> like He shows up on screen. And you're like, God damn it. <laughs> what is it? I don't get it. Yeah. My first note was Andrew Garfield's adorable. Like the only, the only real like critique about the casting is is like sort of going like mm, I'm sure every time he goes oh I'm turning thirty like no no you're not yeah Andrew Garfield like I know we're all in this fantasy world together and that's what your character is but mm-hmm. no you're not yeah but that's no, the yeah. only thing the only thing and I'm <laughs> glad that it didn't like stop the casting you know I'm glad that that wasn't. Uh, mm-hmm like a factor in it is like oh no 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 no. he's perfect close enough yeah fudge it a little (laughs) bit it's it's great um also sorry just i was gonna say like like i mentioned earlier about like all the ways that you can get into 
musicals through this movie. Like obviously Jonathan Larson making rent. You'll, you know, you hear about that if you watch this movie. So, you know, you can look that up. Uh, his mentorship by Stephen Sondheim, you know, would lead mm. you in that direction, you know, of like, oh, my, what's this about uh, Sondheim? What, is, what did he do? And, you know, discovering all that shit. Mm -hmm. And then also it's directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda, which obviously is the, like, new royalty of, of musicals right now, you know? <laughs> so, like, even if you didn't know somehow, if you hadn't heard that name before and you watched this movie and dug it, you could even look at that name and discover a whole nother set of musicals and stuff, you know? Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's big on musicals. This is the most musically musical uh, this month. I did it! <laughs> <laughs> Definitely reached some kind of peak here. Yeah. But I will say I, I was like maybe 50-50, maybe a little more pessimistic in terms of uh, how many songs I liked. Mm -hmm. Like... There were plenty of them that were fine and I and it didn't, you know, bug me or it yeah. didn't feel like a waste of time or anything. But there were really only a handful of them that really struck me as like, ooh, I like that one. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, but I feel like the balance to it is the fact that I found them really good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <clears throat> like I will truthfully say, the opening number, 3090, the final number with the uh, the I don't know what it's titled but the the ones with the birds and the wings and all that mm -hmm. uh and then that therapy song I feel were my my top 3 and I thought they were all fucking superb Absolutely. really good songs yeah. really good songs with really good hooks and like structures to them that don't feel super meandering mm -hmm. you know cuz that I feel like I feel the same about rent sometimes where there are songs that have like a really good drive, and then all of a sudden it gets really musically, yeah. And a, and a moment just just goes on too long, and there's too many syllables to the <laughs> to the like the the beats and the measure, and you're just like, what are we guys? Can we wrangle it back into a song again? Can we just get back here? That that I feel like happens sometimes in this, mm -hmm. uh, but not not obviously not enough to really bugged me you know what i mean like <laughs> to fully spoil it <laughs> totally i mean especially but the fucking goodwill of those good ones really goes a long way mm -hmm. and the fact that all the stuff between them is great yeah you know like i i was not at all like can we get to the next bit really at almost any point i was in there you know with all the all mm -hmm. the scenes and all the folks in it i thought everyone was really good well okay i'll put it this way everyone <laughs> was really good that part's true um <clears throat> it's the bit about uh, not all of it feeling like a drag. Because I will say, towards the end, uh, the fucking Susan scenes, yeah, sort of felt like a drag. Yeah. One of those, one of those last ones, uh, was really. I mean, not the last one, because the last one, like the last real scene of the movie portion, mm -hmm. I thought was really, really good. With her but, just standing in the back. Oh no, 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 sorry, that is good. I meant the one before that. Oh, the oh yeah, because that's right. Well, that's that's the funny part is that it's a movie. They're both part of the same movie, <laughs> you know, like both sections are technically the same movie. So, yes, she does. When when she crosses over, when the timelines meet <laughs> and she crosses over into the monologue timelines <clears throat> and then Toby Maguire comes out of the sling ring or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but um. The, the scene where, where they're outside the diner and all that. I thought that was a really good scene. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. It was it was like the scene where they really like fight <clears throat> and break up like for realsies or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like it, I, I just didn't quite get 
like I didn't get her position really because like the whole movie is him you know throwing himself into this superbia to try to make it the, the thing and make it his his art you know he should already have done something he's turning 30 holy fuck you mm -hmm. know so like she's not cool you know she's unhappy with being like kind of sidelined and then she gets this job offer in the fucking berkshires and you know it's something where you know oh it's gonna split them up maybe and everything and then at the end of it she's mad that he didn't ask her to stay yeah and i was like uh, you could have just said that yes, like if you, you didn't want to go like you're the one who gets this amazing job offer and is like i should do this yeah. and he's like oh my god that's really great for you but you know yeah he's a little like Oh, so that's what you're gonna do. I have, I have what I'm gonna do. Mm -hmm. And the idea of like you should have tried to make me give up my dream. Yeah, you jerk. Yeah. What's wrong with you? You dreamer. Yeah, and I thought that was just kind of. I was like, that's what they're fighting about. Yeah, <laughs> like, I could tell the relationship was getting strained, but it, it that didn't seem to be the problem to me. It was, was a like, real bitch well, move by her, if you ask me. Yeah, and it was like he has so many sort of obstacles in his path that that one kind of felt a little more a little just a little less organic a lot of the other sort of things that come up throughout the movie that kind of you know stop him in his tracks or whatever all feels a little more organic to like what the story's about and what yeah he is you know trying to do you know trying just, to get the extra musicians yeah or or <laughs> uh trying just trying to write the song he needs mm -hmm. you know like everyone's telling him steven sondheim's telling him that he's missing a fucking <laughs> key song in his musical and he just does not have it yeah and for some reason can't get it and you know and like Obviously, I'm going to be sympathetic towards that sort of thing. Like, I, mm -hmm. I've, I've got a ton of that kind of shit. So, like, the idea that uh, he is obsessed with it, you know, like, not answering the phone while he's, like, trying to get in the zone, mm -hmm. you know, like, to, to people who don't kind of get that, yeah, he might seem like a jerk. <laughs> but at the same time, like, I can totally get that, and it kind of bums me out that susan doesn't yeah like isn't she also sort of like she's going for modern dance yeah like you are an artist are you really not on the same wavelength like you can't kind of piece that together that like this is a huge thing this like showcase of his musical mm -hmm. that he's been working towards he keeps saying for like eight years yeah and he's he's struggling with it and you're like man what a jerk he is like <laughs> not buying that yeah but uh you know, the stuff I felt was way stronger was the stuff with Michael. Yeah. Him and Michael. Uh, oh my and God. I mean, best, I, I feel bad. Best friends. Oh, man. I feel bad uh, not talking about like Susan is Al Alexandra Ship. And I thought she was pretty good, mm -hmm. despite the character of me being like, oh, this one. Again. Yeah. The actress um, portraying the character. Fantastic. Totally. Um, Robert DeJesus. Yes. He is so fucking good. He is, mm -hmm. he, he, like, he nails. I mean, I don't even know. I can't even like like nail it down to a specific thing. Like he just he nailed the whole movie. Yeah, to like, me it felt I, like I believe that that is who he is. He just he's, just he's seems... so natural. Yeah, to me, and which which is like kind of wild because I think this is his first like movie role. Mm -hmm. You know, doing plenty of stage work and whatnot, but not actually being in movies. And it's like, well, you're fucking comfortable with it, man. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Maybe having, uh, you know, Miranda behind the camera mm -hmm. helped out a little bit there. But like, because he's done plenty of screen work, too. Yeah. But like, man, he just nails it. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was like, it was sad. It was just sad enough. 
yeah. to me. You know, like <laughs> there, there, there's the, the sequence of uh, Andrew Garfield singing the song in the rain on the piano in the park mm-hmm. was like, I, I just I called it wonderfully sad. Mm-hmm. Like, what a wonderfully sad little scene. Like, in, in all the complimentary way, I, I mean it, like, truthfully. Yeah. Like, I like when art can can do that, you know? Like, mm-hmm. when it doesn't necessarily shy away from the fact that, like, this is really sad. This is really sad for everybody involved, and they're going to express that. Yep. And uh, it just, it works, and his performance in the song is so great. Like, I've I was reading about how they do... A bunch of the different performances where it's like some of them are the actors lip syncing to a previously recorded track they did. Some of them are half live performance, half, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there were, you know, a select few like the the boho song was live on the set <laughs> of them doing that. And apparently that last song was was just him on the set singing the song doing it there and you can tell by the way you know he cracks up laughing during certain <laughs> lines you know remembering michael and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. i did think it was a little strange that he was kind of eulogizing his currently living friend yeah. a little bit like halfway <laughs> through the song i was like this is really pretty it's really sad what happened to michael wait he is alive yeah he is alive right now what <laughs> this is, this suddenly it got me caught me off guard a little bit there i was like wait a minute Okay, but it was like just it was a pretty song. Wasn't necessarily my favorite of like, oh, I want to hear that one again because it has such a good hook. Mm-hmm. But it was like for the moment that it was, it, you know, it it was exactly what it needed to be. I wonder if that is something that really happened though, like him. Oh, finding a piano in the park. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna assume that it didn't happen simply because of the fact that that seems like the kind of thing that people would be like, hey. What are you doing in there? <laughs> you know, like very easily caught. Yeah, very easily <laughs> caught. And also that would mean that he would have like somehow come up with a song about his friend on the fly. <laughs> or had he been like saving that song in his back pocket about yeah. Michael <laughs> for all those years. He'd been writing it. Yeah. Every, He's gonna day. give it to him for his birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's an art guy. He totally would have done that. <laughs> I honestly I did sort of enjoy some of the music from his like superbia show in the show mm-hmm. like in, in a in a way like again not something where i would be like oh i want to listen to that yeah. but like if i heard if it was like you can watch a random musical right now like oh god and then it starts <laughs> with that i'd be like well this is sort of interesting yeah like where, where's this going let me see where this is going it's at least different yeah a little bit different a little little cool and i really liked the like triumph that he felt when he finally did get like all of the musicians he needed for it mm-hmm. and uh and ira the like producer guy is just like you were right like <laughs> that like... there it is that's what this needed to be this whole time like it's <laughs> so it is truthfully like awkward watching them try to rehearse it yeah with just him on like the piano and trying to teach them how to do all this like crazy you know speaking over each other singing stuff that he has like so meticulously planned out mm-hmm. and then to see it finally kind of come together it was like i thought that whole the the whole fucking showcase storyline i thought was great and it's kind of you know the main thrust of the movie <laughs> so it's good that it's uh that it's fun to watch yeah but it really is like it i loved watching andrew garfield as jonathan Absolutely. Like trying to teach everybody how to do it, mm-hmm. how how much he believes in it, you know, how much he loves it despite sort of hating it at the same time. Yeah. That kind of thing. Like, I, I got it. I, I hear him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. For, for anyone who's done most artistic things, I would assume. Yeah. You can relate at least a little bit. Totally. And I loved the fact that it like seemingly goes well. 
yeah. you know, like that the actual performance of it for the showcase or whatever goes well. I was almost a little bit sad we didn't really get to see it. Yeah. You know, like I was reading that when they were uh, <clears throat> when they were shooting, they did like the opening song that they do perform. Mm -hmm. And then the the rest of their like performance was a like a playlist of songs that uh, that Lin-Manuel Miranda picked himself for the whole like choir to sing while he filmed them. But then gotcha. just took that footage and, you know, it was over that little like montage of them performing. Mm -hmm. And so that's where that footage comes from was them performing a bunch of like hits. Gotcha. Which is pretty neat. Like to <laughs> see them fun. all you know, like throwing themselves into it and shit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but like I was a little bit sad that it just sort of went to that little montage and then we're like, and now it's over. Everyone loved it. And I was like, oh, I kind of <laughs> hope to see a little bit more. I don't know. Yeah. We like, got it's, two it's, songs. It's one of those like. It's one of those sort of like lost things or it's like it's not really like there you can't just go and watch this yeah like you can't even like just sit and read it you know you it, that doesn't work it's a musical yeah. you have to like see this thing performed mm -hmm. and that just doesn't happen and there's no recordings of it or anything like that so it's like i i was like give it to us give us a little <laughs> bit more of it this like forbidden lost musical kind of <laughs> who, thing who has it yeah where is it give me someone make it but yeah i really enjoyed all of that and then it makes it like that much sadder in that moment of like yeah but nah yeah <laughs> like that's basically the gist from uh was it rosa right was his uh his uh manager or whatever where she's just like yeah they can't wait to see what you do next yeah which is like ugh you know, like and and uh, you know, she she puts it greatly, <clears throat> and I liked how her words come back at the end. Mm -hmm. uh, but the that's such a like gut punch kind of thing of just like that's the life of a writer. You just do the next one mm -hmm. and the next one and the next one and blah 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 blah. Yep. So like him, I I loved that bit at the end where Susan gives him the book, the like music book, and she's like, "That's for the next one." Yeah. You know, and that, that I think well, no, because he said it before. Right now, yeah. now I'm getting the scene flipped backwards <laughs> in my head. It's like, no, no, no. He says that he's working on the next one. Yeah. And then she gives him the present and she says, it's for the next one. It's just cool. The process. I don't know. It's there's there's something to it. There's something interesting and there's yeah. something like purely artistic about it. It's it's the behind the scenes. Yeah, totally. And it's just like it doesn't feel like, you know, it's it just it doesn't feel like it's it had a hand in it it still feels like it came from a person who's creating it, you know, honestly and earnestly. Yeah. You know, and that is something that I really, really just enjoy in general with art. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like where there's that level of just like, I just had to do this. Yeah. Cause <laughs> like, that's, you know, I don't even remember who it was now that, that told him like, write what you know. Yeah, I think that was Sondheim. I think that was yeah in their little scene where he's just like, yeah, little advice, yeah, <laughs> right, what you know, and yeah, and that that also being like great artistic advice. It's a it's just a really good sort of movie about art and artists mm -hmm. and all that. And and I mean, I I could not help but feel so much like, oh man, like camaraderie with Jonathan <laughs> when he goes to fucking do that like uh, the the focus grouping shit. Mm -hmm. uh to get money for the musicians for his art show so obviously he's not really taking it all that seriously you know and <laughs> and uh and the fight that comes from that between him and michael yeah i was like all right i get it 
Jonathan's the one sort of being the dick here, mm-hmm. especially considering the circumstances that he couldn't possibly have known about unless he picked up on the clues like I picked up on him. Uh, <laughs> you know, when Michael sort of reveals uh, that he's HIV positive and all that, that it's like this is, you know, so much bigger than what you are thinking of. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, but there is something that is just so unfulfilling about using creativity for like corporate shill bullshit. Yeah. You know, where it's just like, oh, but just use your creativity for it. Like, to what ends? Yeah. Like, why? This is this stupid. Is, like, no... his his little speech is, like, sort of generic or sort of, you know, like, uh, hackneyed of, like, <clears throat> you know, like, oh, you're, you're selling people things that they don't need. You know, like, what's the point of, you know, advertising to people mm. for shit that they don't need just so they can buy it and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the typical, like, anti-conservatism stance. Yeah. Uh, but, like, hey, I don't disagree. <laughs> you know, like, I, I just sort of don't about yeah. that kind of thing. Or it's like, yeah, who fucking, why? don't don't let them waste the, like, the stuff you've got. Mm-hmm. You know, because, like, as much as, uh, like, I hope it doesn't seem elitist, but it might. But it's just, like, not everybody has it. Yeah. You know, like, there's just clearly some folks out there, like, there's some folks who really want to have it and don't have it. Mm-hmm. And then there's folks out there who just have no interest in it and no talent in it and no, you know, bearing on it whatsoever. Yeah. You know, and so it's like, all right, so let them deal with the fucking, <laughs> this stupid bullshit. <laughs> like, do the shit that, that you want to do. Yeah. And don't use it on, you know, I mean, you know, I couldn't be mad at Michael for doing what he does you know going and taking that job and all that mm-hmm. like i wrote down i was like he's a fucking gay guy in the 90s get that bag yeah you know what i mean like you got the chance to get that bag you're working somewhere where they're not giving you shit for this yeah like you can at, at the very i mean i don't know how open he is in his business you know I, we, we don't see enough of it yeah but at the very least like well i mean it might sound shitty but like it's at least enough <laughs> like mm-hmm. he can deal with it seemingly yeah you know, it's not like he's sitting there like god it's horrible they all talk shit about gay people i can't come out you know he's just I mean, like this is has, what i do he has a nice office with a view in the movie yeah i don't know how I mean, truthful that is <laughs> but yeah you know. but yeah like it's just like i cannot i cannot be mad at him about his position of like dude don't fuck around in my focus groups when i suggested you for it yeah and it's like but i do understand jonathan's position of like yeah but fuck that shit because it's dumb yeah (laughs) (laughs) but to but to michael it's a completely different story Mm -hmm. that's that's another just huge example of like the shit that i really enjoyed in this movie none of that has anything to do with music None of it is, and there's no musical parts to that. They don't sing fight at each other. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just two actors acting, and they're both fucking phenomenal. Yep. And you feel for it. Like, oh, fuck, man. Like, I I, I loved it. And especially, it felt maybe a little bit, like, overly, like, uh, like, sentimental or, like, empowering to, like, oh, you poor, struggling, straight white guy. But, Mm. like, (laughs) but at the same time, it was just so awesome uh for one seeing michael show up to the showcase yes because like you know they have this huge fight and they don't talk Mm -hmm. and fucking i honestly wasn't necessarily expecting it like it wasn't like (gasps) like i wasn't that (laughs) surprised by it but it was just like oh oh that's awesome i just it was really heartwarming just that he showed up for it and you know he seemed to enjoy it and all that but the scene after that after Jonathan hears that nobody wants the fucking show and, you know, it's not going to go anywhere and he just has to start over mm-hmm. and he runs back to Michael's office to, like, beg him 
for a for a corporate job and that he'll be good <laughs> and he won't yeah. fuck around with it and whatever <laughs> and i i liked how much michael was like no that's not what you do yeah like you're jonathan larson like that was and that was the moment where i was like after i read it later where it was like wait i thought the character in the show wasn't supposed to be jonathan larson but just an artist named jonathan and then it felt like that was the first time they mentioned his last name when michael's like how many Jonathan Larson's are out there? One. And it was like, whoa, wait a minute. So he is Jonathan Larson, <laughs> even though we've always known he's Jonathan Larson, but it just wasn't no, specifically they, Jonathan Larson. It was mentioned earlier. In was the movie. it? Okay. Yes. I don't remember. <laughs> but that, that line is so sweet, though. They're mm -hmm. like, you know, how many Jonathan Larson's are out there? Yeah. Just one. And in my head, I'm like, well, thousands, but I get you. Yeah. <laughs> that is not that unique of a name. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it was like such a sweet little moment there between them. Like that was the love story I was interested in. You know what I mean? The, the, the bromance. Yeah, the bromance between those two. I thought it was wonderful. I loved all the little flashbacks, mm -hmm. all the little yes. footage of them and stuff like hugging on each other and whatnot. <laughs> like it was it was really sweet stuff. I loved how, you know, when when Jonathan is saying that like, oh, I'll just give this all up. I can't sit here and waste my time writing you know another thing and all whatever mm -hmm. blah 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 and you know he's like uh, he's like i could give it up like you did like you you were able to do it and they're just like i was a mediocre actor yeah. do you know how many <laughs> mediocre actors there are in new york like it was such a wonderful <laughs> little moment and i thought it was really sweet the like sort of admission without being too like without blowing smoke up his ass about like you're good at this yeah. like this isn't it's not it's not that you failed because you don't know how to write a musical it just wasn't the right musical mm -hmm. you know like that that it's it should not be a like complete persona shattering failure <laughs> as he sort of sees it you know mm -hmm. i just it was all really well written and done in ways where like in lesser hands or actors or whatever this could have seemed really like treacly and obvious and, and sort of just like melodramatic. Like it is melodramatic, but in a good way. Yeah. Done well. I mean, <laughs> I thought so. They're, they're musical theater people. Exactly. Of course it's going to be melodramatic. <laughs> they're like, uh, they're like, what's his face on Bob's Burgers? <laughs> the, the little oh, librarian. Oh, uh, uh, Mr. Ambrose. There you go. <laughs> I will say, I, uh, <laughs> I, the one scene that seemed weird to me, the one that didn't necessarily fit, at least to me, it seemed a little off, was the swimming one. I mean, like, I understood its placement. Like, I mean, because at the beginning, you know, he talks about, like, this is what he does to blow off steam or whatever before mm -hmm. the show or whatever. It just, to me, it felt like it kind of came out of nowhere. Like, I was like, you know, I was like, oh, so he's worried about his show. So uh, so he's going to go swimming. Wait, he's a swimmer. Yeah. Like, it just it had never come up before. There was never really a mention of it. Like, obviously, he has a perfectly fine swimmer's body or whatever. You know, he can swim really well. Yeah. And Andrew Garfield can swim really well because that's actually him doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, but like, it just never struck me as like, oh, he's oh, he's a swimmer, too. OK, they never really brought that up. So it just seemed a little out of nowhere. And I found it funny that I kind of picked that out simply because that song wasn't in Jonathan Larson's version of it. Gotcha. When he did it, he had it and then he cut it. Okay. So it was like, 
the original show did not really include that. So to me, somehow picking it out as like the odd one, what are you doing here? <laughs> Seemed funny to me. Like, I, I see that. I understand it a little bit. Somehow subconsciously, I get why this didn't fit. <laughs> uh, but I will say it was kind of saved to me by that wonderful like ending image. It was, it was beautiful. Of the, yeah, of, of the pool bottom turning into the bar's music and stuff. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. That was good. I liked yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, apparently, that was like an uh, like once they saw the set idea from Lin Manuel uh, Miranda. Brilliant. Like they got there, they're looking at it, they're scouting it, and he saw how the bottom sort of looked, and he was like, "Oh man!" And he realized it clicked. <laughs> it's like, "Oh, that's brilliant. That's so good. That really is... good job for a debut fucking movie. Seriously. He's never made a movie before." That's... And it's like, well, you did it. Yeah, good job. <laughs> this is real good, man. Yeah, honestly, make more. Super good, totally. Try a non-musical next time. I mean, I don't know if Let's he can. Do. I don't know yeah, if he's legally true. allowed to not do a musical. <laughs> All uh, right. Contractually obligated or something like that. I'm not sure. I found it funny, at least, that Jonathan Larson singing a song about turning 30 mm. in 1990, which is the year that Bo Burnham was born oh, yeah, was born and he wrote a song about turning 30 yeah yeah <laughs> i was like all right now someone born in 2020 yeah exactly has to write in, a song in, in 30 years <laughs> it's gonna be this loop <clears throat> traceable back to here yep. um <clears throat> yeah i mean honestly though again i don't know if i could have liked those opening and closing songs more i thought they were yeah perfect mm -hmm. like in terms of not just like enjoying them and them sort of getting stuck in my head a little bit but also just like the vibes that they gave off to me just absolutely fit their placement mm -hmm. it was just like this 100 is an opening song oh yeah and this 1000 percent is a is a closing like finale song yep that fucking hook about <laughs> the birds was so good i was like shit man how is this not like an actual song that like could have charted like did nobody fucking go and see this show because like it was it never released as like an album or something like that like that sucks because that was a fucking good one yeah uh and these songs i feel were like really good examples of just that of just being really fucking good mm -hmm. uh and it was kind of sweet and i did enjoy that they ended with like that uh, that little bit of actual footage yeah of the people and and jonathan himself and all that and it really really nailed home like okay the hair yep you know like his hair in the movie is you know wonderful and it like helps in physicality when he's being so like over the top when he does certain stuff uh and then they draw attention to it when his folks come to his uh to the to the showcase and yeah. she's like or i think the dad is like his hair is ridiculous mm -hmm. <laughs> you know and you're like okay that's funny that they kind of <laughs> mention it yeah and then it, to see in those final shots that it's like yeah and it's 100 percent accurate <laughs> oh yeah absolutely <laughs> i love that touch floppy curls <laughs> yeah it was wonderful i thought that was great um <clears throat> but overall honestly super enjoyed it really enjoyed sitting and watching it because it like it's not at all the kinds of musicals I hate. <laughs> you know, I, you did. Uh, I mean, it's 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 possible. I don't know. Hairspray. It's, I was gonna say it's tough. It's like I feel like I liked more songs from Hairspray. Okay. But I liked the songs from this that I did like more. Okay. You know. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a tough. They're both. It's like a yeah. The, the, the scales of justice kind of thing. <laughs> They're very similar. I don't know. It's tough. Got to average um, the scores out, see who who wins. Yeah, we're I gonna mean, be it's... up all night calculating. <laughs> I mean, in the end, it really would come down to sort of mood, you know, because like mm -hmm. 
hairspray is so bright and so like in your face yeah and this is very kind of like city you know mm-hmm. the New York, yes, like grays <laughs> and browns, and mm-hmm. you know there's there's color, but like it's still very much more of like a yeah. grounded kind of real movie, and not like a super color set decorated musical. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, very pink, different. Pink sequin dresses, <laughs> totally very different. <laughs> um, but overall, uh, a relatively successful month, I would say, in terms of enjoyment. Out of these movies, because really the only one that like felt like was Funny Face, which is like, which seems like sacrilege, I know, obviously, because it's like the most classic of them. But like, man, Eh, we got it out of the way early. Yeah, Uh, it's 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 one of those things where like, I mean, I'm sure I could find plenty of other examples, but I won't think of it now. But like of things where it's like there's an original version that happened mm-hmm. and let I uh, respect yeah not gonna listen or watch or whatever because it's not my bag yeah now what people eventually did with it that's pretty <laughs> cool you know that's that's sort of my my vibe with musicals like eventually mm-hmm. once they found out all the rules of musicals I enjoy them more when they kind of <laughs> fuck with them you know <clears throat> it's like uh, alien and farms cover of smooth criminal <laughs> That is exactly it. <laughs> oh man! But uh, <laughs> I think that is going to wrap it up for uh, for popcorn for dinner for this week and this month. No idea what next month is going to be yet, but we do no. sort. We got time. Whatever, it's fine. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We always do. I got an extra day off to figure it out. We're good. We'll land on our feet. Uh, but this is Jeff and Kelly. Everyone's unhappy in New York. That's what New York is. Yeah.